I'm Michelle Broadbent and welcome to your Business Boost podcast. Join me as I take you behind the scenes to show you what it's really like to build a successful business. I'll be sharing practical tools, advice and insights that will change the way you work. So if you're ready to boost your business and your life, let's get started with today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode eight of your Business Boost podcast. I'm Michelle Broadbent and we are mixing things up a little bit this week. We're going, uh, I guess, off the regular programming style and I am going to be answering listener questions. So a couple of weeks ago, I put a call out on my social media asking for some questions from you for me to do an Ask Me Anything episode of your Business Boost podcast. And I actually received quite a few questions. All of them were really great. So rather than ignoring some of the questions that I got, I am going to answer all of them, but I'm actually going to do this as a two-parter. So I will be answering some questions in today's episode and the rest I will be doing next week. And that is just in the spirit of trying to keep these episodes as short and as actionable as possible. So let's get stuck in. I have the first question for you and it comes from Carly and she has asked, what's your most favorite aspect of your business? Now, Carly, that is like asking me to pick a favorite child. It's a very, very difficult thing to do. And it also depends on what day of the week it is as to um, who my favorite child is. Of course, we're not supposed to have favorites, are we? But the same goes for the most favorite aspect of my business. But I think probably the thing that I come back to time and time again is just Transformation, I think, is my favorite aspect of business. And I know that's a really, really big word, but that is what I see after women have been working with me for a period of time. Their businesses and their lives are transformed. And it's kind of a range because for some people, the transformation is I put an out of office on my emails so that I no longer became a slave to my inbox. And from where they started, where they were when we began working, for them to get to be able to do that, that is transformative. Other clients I've had who have, um, who've sacked clients of theirs, they've um, turned down business from a particular company because they feel empowered to do so because working with that particular company was not giving them joy or was, you know, causing them to really compromise how they wanted to work. That is transformative. It could be that they have decided to no longer work on a Friday afternoon and they take that time for themselves every week. This is the stuff that I live for. I absolutely love it. So I would say that is my most favorite aspect of my business. A very, very close second. And I will, I I know I'm not, I'm not supposed to have more than one favorite, but a second favorite would have to be, um, connecting 
great women to one another. A big part of the work that I do is referring my clients to the incredible service providers that I am connected to. And I I know how in- amazing these women are. I know how each of them, how incredible each of them are. So my client and the service provider. And when I connect them to one another and see the incredible things that they create together and see how madly in love with one another they fall. I just absolutely love that. So yes, that would be my second favorite thing about my business. Um, The next question comes from Katie and she asks, what tools do you use to save time in your business? And the short answer is not that many because I have a, a few tools that do lots of things for me. So the number one would be the Google suite of products. I I could not do business without them. And, you know, when there was all those changes to Google, I think was that earlier this year or towards the end of last year, and a lot of people started to panic and they're like, oh my God, does this mean, you know, I'm not going to be able to use Gmail anymore and all of that sort of thing. And I, and I have to say, I was one of those people that was, you know, on the outside trying to appear very calm and collected while I had clients going to me, you know, oh my God, am I going to, you know, lose all my storage space and and all that sort of thing. But I was silently thinking to myself, I really, really hope that doesn't happen because my business does very much depend on it. Um, So I have all my emails running through Gmail. I have one work account. So that's my at michellebroadbent.com.au address. And then um, uh, that is purely for business. So I have that on my desktop. I do not have it on my phone. I have a separate, just a generic at Gmail um, account that I use for my, I guess you'd call it my private life. Like it's where all the kids' school stuff goes to. And if I subscribe to um, newsletters um, or, or private related, anything business related goes to my my other email address. But this one is purely for personal life because I do keep that on the phone um, so that, you know, if, if the teacher emails at eight o'clock in the morning saying everyone needs to wear an orange shirt for Harmony Day or something along those lines, I do actually see it. So, um, yeah, so Gmail, love, uh, Google Calendar. I live my entire life through my Google Calendar. It is color-coded. Every different aspect of my life has a different color, but I couldn't I couldn't live without my Google Calendar. Um, it's funny to think that I only converted to a digital calendar, uh, God, maybe five years ago. Prior to that, I had a paper diary, used to be open on on the kitchen bench, and that was, yeah, that was how I rolled. But I also wasn't running my own business um, back then. So once I started the business, I went digital and my life is all the better for it. Um, I also use Asana for project management. So that that's, uh, yeah, pro- work projects, the podcast, client work, everything runs through Asana and I, I love it. And, and I work with a VA and I'm able to assign tasks to her really um, easily and we can see where each other is up to and, and it's much more efficient than emailing backwards and forwards. 
I also use Active Campaign. I don't think I use that anywhere near as much as it as it could be used. Um, I know there are so many functions that I haven't even tapped into, but for what I use it for in terms of keeping um, traits, my CRM, I use it as a, yeah, like for my email marketing, that kind of thing. It is fab. Uh, speaking of marketing, my social media, I schedule all of my Instagram on later. And that has not only does it save me time because I batch all of my social media content creation, but what it also gives me is consistency. So prior to using later, I would be really haphazard with my social media posting. I would forget to do it at a particular time. I'd miss the opportunity or I'd think, oh my God, I've got to post something, but I didn't have anything to say. Whereas using later, it's like, because I'm an obliger, right? So I need um, outer accountability. And I feel like later, it's almost like, well, I have to, I just have to give later all of my stuff and schedule it. And then I can forget about it. And um, yes, uh, it's <laughs> it has made a huge difference in me just consistently um, putting content out into the world. And then the other tool that I depend on, and I think it is a huge time saver, is zero. Invoicing is a breeze. Receiving payments through Stripe is a breeze. Reporting is a breeze. All those processes that can cause friction in our businesses, I think are made so much easier by using zero. Um, it is an expense and it was one that again I resisted like the digital <laughs> digital diary. I um I start when I started my business, I was running off an Excel spreadsheet. And I mean look, I wasn't sending out loads of invoices every month. I wasn't earning a ton of money. So it 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 served me fine until it didn't. And then I knew that I had to be a big girl and have a big girl business and get zero. So um, the next question is from Alexis. She has asked, what was your career before you started your business and what drove you to start your business? So Alexis, I worked in the television industry for a long, long time before I started my business. I uh, most recently, sort of for the, I guess, the decade prior to starting the business, I worked for two startups in um, television program, like content sales. So I was employee number two and I did that twice. So I joined the founder when they when they had established their business, I was the next person to come on board and I helped them build the business. So I started off and I was kind of doing all of the operational stuff. So I was doing logistics, business affairs, finance, marketing, event management. Um, oh God, I was the liaison with all the producers of the programs that we sold, sales coordinator. I did everything. And then as the business grew and we got more content and we're making more sales, we hired in the 
the talent, the real talent. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm sort of like one of those jack of all trades, but we pulled in the absolute experts to, you know, run the finance department and do all the logistics and do the business affairs and contracting and all of that kind of thing. Um, and then what I essentially did, um, in the second company that I worked at is I became a bit of a slashy. So I, I still did like a lot of the marketing and, and event management side of things, but I also um, had a sales role and I specifically sold in-flight entertainment. So in the days when we all used to travel a lot, uh, all the programs and movies and things that you would watch on the back of your seat as you were as of the seat in front of you when you're on the plane, um, I used to sell programs to airlines and that was every bit as glamorous as it sounds, I have to say. I loved that part of my job. I loved the people of the airline industry. They are a really unique bunch, but we used to have some great times together and I learned so much. I know so much about planes and uh, the frequent flyer system and all of which is completely redundant knowledge now. But um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed doing that. Um, but then truthfully, what happened was is that I – knew that in order to be like an absolute rock star in that world, it required a lot more from me than I was able to give. I worked part-time. I'd had my girls. There was a lot of travel involved in the role. And truthfully, the content that I was selling didn't really light me up. It wasn't the sort of programming that I was really into. And I find it very difficult to be passionate about something and, and, you know, sell something that I, I don't wholly kind of believe in. So that was, that was where it got a little bit tricky. And essentially I, I sort of fell out of love with the television industry as a whole. It was, it was my dream job for so long and until it wasn't. I just didn't like the dream anymore. So I made the decision to leave without something to go to because I had been in the industry for so long. I'd been I'd been in that world for more than a decade, actually. It was probably about 15 years or so when I actually left. And I just did not know what was next for me. There was kind of a little bit of a fire in my belly to start my own thing, but I didn't know what that was because I wanted to get out of media. Um, so I left with nothing to go to, which was risky. Um, but you know, I, I, I had, I had some savings. Um, I was still married at the time. Um, so yeah, took the leap. And then I worked with a career coach to help me unlock what my next move was going to be and um, we worked closely together to come up with the original uh, format of my business, which was a lot more hands-on than what I am now. So when I first started the business, I was essentially doing for other people what I had been doing in the jobs where I'd been. I sort of came in as that uh, you know, the two I see, the, the, that 
the wing woman but but in a hands-on kind of capacity and I was doing all of the doing and it was like a you know cost per hour kind of arrangement um, but that has evolved over the years and now I, I don't really I don't do any hands-on work like that anymore it is more strategic and planning and, and I help now bring in the people to do all of the doing for the incredible women that I work with so Yes, that is how I got to be where I am now. And yeah, five years in, it'll be five years in July. So um, it's been pretty incredible, but it's I have not regretted the move whatsoever. So um, yeah, so on to the next question. Uh, and this is kind of relates to, to what I've just been talking about. It was like, how do you, the question is, um, how do you set up your boundaries around work and home life. Do you have to run your time around the kids' hours? Um, and look, the answer there is yes, I do. I do. Um, I'm a I'm a single mum, and the kids are with me most of the time. So it does mean that I am not able to work around the clock when there is a big deadline looming. I'm not able to go to everything and be everywhere that um, some people can be, but it is something that I accept about the situation that I am in and it is far more important for me personally to be there for my girls. My girls are older. They're um, 11 and 14. So I've got, it's funny, it's twofold. I have the flexibility where, you know, like my teenage daughter can let herself into the house after school if she needs to, and she can prepare her own afternoon tea and all of that kind of thing. But where there's that flexibility, there's also the, um, the, that feeling that I have and the desire that I have to be there for them when they need me. So that means that I can't just, yeah, kind of flit off a lot, which is what I used to have to do in my old job. Um, I need to be around for them because I don't have someone to bat, you know, pass the baton to um at the beginning or the end of the day in order for me to run my business. But there is a lot of freedom in in running my business as well. Like the great thing is, is that I can um, determine my own work hours. I'm not beholden to a boss or a manager or, you know, one of the things that used to really, really upset me in my old job was um, there were these big events. They were called TV markets that we used to have to travel to twice a year. And those dates were predetermined and they were set in stone. So, and you know, that was where all the business was done and it was an international thing. I had to fly to the South of France. And I know I sound like a baby and that I'm like, no, no whinging on the yacht, Michelle, like first world problems. But these, one of these events was scheduled every single year it fell on Tilly's birthday so it meant that I had to be away for her birthday now for the mums of of young little toddlers um something that I now know while my my girls are older is they don't remember this stuff they don't but at the time 
I was beside myself. Like even though Tilly was, you know, she was like her second and third birthday, I, I missed um, being overseas, and I just, yeah, it was just a really horrible feeling. And I, and I, it was a big reason for me getting out of that industry altogether because I was just like, I just can't be beholden to that. I just don't want, that's not the sort of mum that I want to be. I want to be the sort of mum who is around for my kids. It's really, really important to me. So it is a choice that I make. Um, everyone runs their life differently and I don't judge one way or the other. Um, but I think just, yeah, not having another adult here in the house, it's really, really important for me to orchestrate my work and life around um, when the kids need me. In saying that, though, I do get every second weekend um, where they go to their dads, so I get that respite if I need to, you know, step it up on the work front and, and put in some extra time. I can do it then. I do try to avoid that because that is my recharge time. Um, but, my God, you can get a hell of a lot done in 48 hours when you've got no one depending on you. It's it's really quite liberating. So I don't advise getting a divorce just so that you can get that free time, though it's not a good strategy. Um, so uh, the final question that I'm going to answer today, because there I've got some more here, but um, yeah, we're going to run out of time. Um, I'm going to answer one more question, and that is, what do you read for inspiration? Now, I love to read. I love, love, love reading, and I also love uh, I love reading books that people have recommended to me. So if you ever have any great book recommendations, send them my way. But I also love recommending things that I have loved. So inspiration, I will split these between business and life. Um, so business, inspo, Chillpreneur by Denise Duffield-Thomas. If you have not read it, you need to get a copy. Denise is so fantastic. She's like my spirit animal. She has got such, she's an incredible online businesswoman. She's Australian. She's got such a refreshing attitude towards business and life. I am very, very lucky. I have seen her uh, speak and she is the real deal. She really is. And I'm even more privileged actually to have seen behind the scenes of her business. And um, I know exactly what an operation it is to enable Denise to be Denise. Um, and she talks about it very, very openly in, in this book, Chillpreneur. So, you know, if you're one of those people that really feels like you don't need to do business the hard way, then you are going to absolutely love Denise's book. Um, and then another one that's going to make me sound like a geriatric, but I do believe that it is the original and the best when it comes to personal development, and that is Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People. The book is, I think, over 100 years old now, and there it stood the test of time. There are learnings in there for all of us to improve our relationships and just be better humans. And I, and I just, yeah, I think n nothing else comes close. I was very fortunate 
to have been given this book when I was um, in my late teens. And it's, yeah, it really came at a very pivotal point in my life. And it is, yeah, one of those books too, books that I turn to time and time again. Um, Another really inspiring, I don't know if I would say inspiring, but I think a really valuable book that everyone should read is The Barefoot Investor. Um, You know, if you're trying to get your money stuff in order, I don't think that anything has been quite as impactful on that front as this book has. Um, And then staying on the life front, um, there is a book that I've read recently that I would really like to recommend to anyone who is going through some kind of a breakup, whether it's a marriage breakdown, relationship breakup, or for anyone who has someone close to them going through this situation. This book is called How to Mend a Broken Heart, and it's written by Rosie Green. It has only recently been published, but Rosie is a British author. She writes for um, a magazine called Red Magazine, which is the only print magazine that I still read. (laughs) And um, she used to write a column about her family life and her relationship with her husband. And then a couple of years ago, that column stopped. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple of months later, uh, she started writing about the um, fact that her husband and her had split up and it happened in pretty spectacular circumstances, which she does talk about in this book. But even if you don't know anything about Rosie, the way that she has written about that experience and what it is like to go through a monumental breakup that just impacts all areas of your life is really incredible. And it's one of those books that, you know, when I was reading it, I just thought, oh my God, I wish that this was around when my marriage was breaking down because I was desperately looking for all sorts of sort of reference material during that time. And I just think this could form some kind of, um, I don't know, like a manual really. So if, if you are in that situation, I am really, really sorry, but I, I really recommend that you read this book because I think you will find a lot of comfort and words of wisdom and a few laughs too, I think. Um, and equally, if you know anyone who's going through a really shitty time, at the moment, this could be just the tonic for them. And then one final book, which I read a a few years ago now, but I read it all the time because it is just one of the most beautiful, inspiring books ever. And that is Everything I Know About Love by Dolly Alderton. And I know I'm sort of on the love theme here, but it's not just um, romantic love that she writes so beautifully about. It's friendship, it's um, family, it's love with yourself. It's just it's just a beautiful book and I think it's one of those things that everyone should have on their bookshelf. It's a beautiful gift um, to give someone as well. So if you haven't read it, 
get yourself a copy or you can borrow mine, Everything I Know About Love by Dolly Alderton. So I'm going to leave it there on the um, question and answer front today because I've got a few more questions that kind of warrant an, an episode all to themselves rather than me rushing through this. But um I will say if you are listening to this episode in real time um, on Tuesday, the 25th of May, so that's tomorrow, I am going to be doing a live uh, online masterclass on the five things you need to know before you hire. Um, This is specifically aimed at solopreneurs or people who are in a situation where they know they need to bring people in to support them in their business, but they don't know where to start. And I get this question so often and people come to me with this problem all the time. So I am going to put this information out into the world in the hope that it helps you get your head straight and see that it doesn't have to be like a massive pain in the ass. So if you are available tomorrow, 11 o'clock Sydney time, you do need to register, but you can go to my website, michellebroadbent.com.au forward slash delegate. And um, yeah, join me for an hour of power. I will give you loads and loads of information to prepare you so that you don't have to go through the pain that some of the people that I work with have gone through when bringing in help into their business. I'm going to leave you now. Sending lots of love. Have an amazing week and I will talk to you next week. Thanks for sharing some of your day with me today. I hope it's given you a little boost. To continue the conversation or access any of the resources mentioned in this episode, visit michellebroadbent.com.au. And if you want to give me a boost, you can hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. Speak soon. Music.